What happens when two parent coaches, one a Christian and the other an agnostic Jew, sit down to talk about parenting? I'm Dina Thayer. And I'm Kira Dorian. Welcome to Raising Adults, a podcast about future-focused parenting. Hi, everybody. Kira and Dina here. Welcome to Raising Adults. We are so excited about our podcast being in season two, getting well underway here. And guess what? Kira and I are also parents, and sometimes we screw up. So we're going to talk about that today. When parents make mistakes, how do you handle that? Not only as an adult, realizing you made a mistake, but then how do you approach your kids and and make that right? So as always, it's important for us that we start with our why, why this is an important issue to us, and why we would even want to talk about it with you for the next little bit. So Kira, maybe you can start. Well, my why is that my mom was not very good at this when I was growing up. She was not very good at owning her mistakes in a gracious way. And I think a lot of that came from her childhood and her stuff, and it was certainly never meant to be scarring to me. I think she had a really hard time making mistakes, and I think she she felt them very deeply and felt that um, it somehow made her a bad person. And I really relate to that because I actually have that exact same issue. I feel like I make a mistake and suddenly I'm like spiraling into I'm the worst person in the world, which is why it was so important to me that my kids were modeled something different. So even though it actually kills me and it's so hard when I make a mistake, I am really careful to handle it in a way that suggests mistakes are normal. Everyone makes them and how we handle them is really important. And we'll talk more about that later. But that was really my why was I, I wanted them to see something different from me. Um, and also feel, feel and know how human I am, and set reasonable expectations for that, too. Because I think my mom, my mom would sometimes say, like, well, I'm sorry, I'm human. And I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted it to be you know, a genuine, I'm sorry, I'm human, mm. right? So that that became not a bad thing or a or a slap in the face, but a, a, a reality. What an important distinction to make. So my why is kind of twofold. One is more on the practical level, and one has to do with our faith paradigm. So on the practical level, I want my kids to know I'm really not that different from them. And I think that's important that you don't set up this, well, the way we used to do it, or I never did that when I was your age. I don't know. I'm maybe a little more in that because I have teenagers. So I get it that that might be a season thing that I'm kind of reflecting. But I really want my kids to know I'm I'm in the same boat. I make mistakes too and get to see how to deal with that and how to reconcile with people, especially if you've wronged a person. Sometimes we make a mistake that doesn't involve people, but if you've wronged a person, you need to make that right. And then secondly, of course, for us as Christians, actually confession and repentance and that whole thing is a big part of our lives and just how we live. And so there's an actual process I was interested in teaching my kids around how do we go about that? If you've done something wrong, how do you confess that? How do you make those changes? How do you pray about that? And I always wanted to walk them through that. In fact, when they were little, I would have them repeat after me a prayer about it. So really letting them just practice, practice, practice. So it's kind of two-dimensional. And so if you as a parent made a mistake, would you go through that process for them, like as yourself? As repenting, myself. Repenting. And yes. And and using the terminology that we would use. Like I would say, I have sinned against you by doing dot, dot, dot. It was always a big deal to me that they name it, not just the I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you sorry for? So I also did that. I would say I'm sorry for raising my voice in anger 
when I was disciplining you or whatever it was. Ask forgiveness. They would get to see me. You know, can we pray about it? And do you forgive me? Give a hug and always have that closure. So they got to see that modeled because it was also something I was teaching them when they goofed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that the main thing that we've done is be very, very conscious about not being afraid to apologize to our kids, not being afraid to own, I made a mistake, I did something wrong, and I shouldn't have, I should have handled that differently. And I'll do it even on a small scale. Sometimes I I have this habit of um, assuming I know what they're going to say and kind of cutting them off. And sometimes I'm wrong, obviously. And I will immediately say, I'm so sorry. I should not have cut you off. That was not okay. Mm. Um, So I'm just really, really careful to do that. But then I also really, really, really model next time I, so that they're seeing me learn from what did I get out of this experience? Because I teach them that all the time. It's okay to make a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. You know, I love this phrase and can't get through life without making a mistake. Um, But what you do with the mistake, that's what makes you a good person. How you handle the mistake is what makes you a decent human being. And so having them watch me really seek to learn from the experience. And sometimes I don't want to. (laughs) And sometimes I I get in a situation where I feel like I don't really feel it needs all these steps, but it's it's right for me to model it. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. That makes perfect sense. And I like Anna Green Gables somewhere in the book. I'm probably paraphrasing it wrong, but she would talk about how I love that tomorrow's a new day with no mistakes in it yet. And we had a little twist on this in our house. We would say, you know, I'm really going to try not to make that mistake again, but I'll probably make a new one. But you're right. They need to hear what will be different. And that, I mean, it's a theology term, but you don't have to have the big term around it. But we, we call that repentance. It's literally turning away from whatever this behavior was, then you do a different behavior. And so getting to say next time I dot, 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 here's how I'm going to do that better or different to this day with teenagers I talk through. All right, what went great about that? What didn't go so great? How would you do it different next time? What do you think could have made that experience better? Mm-hmm. So that's a really important component. But I also really love that you said you just want to be pretty unabashed about not holding back from apologizing to your kids. They need to hear us say we're sorry when we've done something wrong to them in particular, because I've wronged my kids many times. And the parent who just assumes that the passage of time means it's fine, it that is not going to be helpful and it's not going to be very healing. And I had a household that was a little bit like that. We were very vocal. I've told you before, my mom had a shirt that said, I yell because I care. And it was mostly in love. It wasn't like I was in this crazy, terrible household. But there wasn't really this circling back around afterwards to make amends and restore the relationship to what it was before that rift happened. And I didn't want that. Yeah. My dad was really good about it. Oh, interesting. You had one of each. I did. And, you know, they split when I was 12. And so I had very different experiences in his house. Um He wasn't always great in the moment, but he was really someone – he's a lot like my husband, really. I basically married my dad. Um, That, you know, if he's given the time and the space to process what's going on, he's more likely to get a better perspective, which I think is probably true for all of us. But for people like me that are really, like, in-the-moment thinkers and in-the-moment processors, that can feel really hard, the the waiting for someone to process. But my dad would always – take the time, process it. And then he was so good about sitting down, even when I was a kid. You know, I didn't handle that very well. Or, you know, you were right. I should have listened to you. Or, you know, so and and I think the 
the biggest thing I would like our listeners to take out of this episode is that we all make mistakes as parents. You can't guess what? My favorite line, you can't get through parenthood without making mistakes. You can't. And we make them too. And I have some that I'm like deeply ashamed of that I look back and I think I can't believe I can't believe I did that. What was I thinking? Um but I think the key is that again that, that children are watching us learn, grow, and own, take responsibility for what we did. Because those are the adults we want to raise. And as Dina says all the time, modeling, 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 modeling. Yeah, I think that's the key. You're modeling it when you do it, and then they know what to do when it happens to them. And it may be that you walk them through it, especially their first sibling squabbles or things like that. You might help them and even provide some of the terminology. Oh, it looks like you're feeling this way. How would we handle that? When you give an apology, can you make sure to say what you did wrong? All of that. But I want to, as we always do, move into the practical. And so what we're really saying is if you bung it up as a parent, and guess what? You will. It's not a whether or not. It's not an if. It's a when. You really should go to your child and apologize. We're saying that that is important. We would recommend it. And it speaks volumes to a child when they hear a parent humble themselves in that way, because it is easy for kids. I know I kind of had a view, at least for the first several years. This is a little bit simplistic, but almost like my parents could do no wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think inherently a lot of kids think that. And so getting to see, oh, wow, they make a mistake too. So I would say that's one really practical takeaway, even if it's hard to swallow your pride and actually go and make that apology and name what it was that you did that was not okay. Mm -hmm. And I think you also then have to be prepared as a parent. And this is, I think, where the emotional intelligence piece comes in for me. You have to be prepared that your child might not let it go after that and might bring it up again. So a great example, um, one of my biggest regrets, one of my biggest parenting mistakes, uh, Reese and I were out in the world somewhere and um, he had a grief counselor when my mom died. And he said something to the effect of, um, her name was Jill, Jill is the most important person in my life. And I made a face or I did something that implied that I had been gazumped. And he really reacted to that. And 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 it was this like flutter of very quickly I was like trying to unravel that. Like, oh my goodness, that no, you can love whoever you want, however much you want. And you know, but it it, it hadn't left its mark. And so I very quickly apologized. I am so sorry. You are allowed to love whoever you want, however much you want. I should never have made that face. I should never have made you feel like you have to love me a certain amount or a certain way. That's not the truth. And that's not actually how I feel about it. Um, and I'm so sorry. And we had a whole conversation about it. But he still brings it up. And this was years ago. And he's still occasionally, Mommy, do you remember that time when blah, blah, blah. And I have to be grown up enough to let him go through that again to let him talk about it again and to not be afraid to own again. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. You're right. Now, I would never let it get to a point where he's berating me or, you know, treating me in some way that was unkind. But the, the reality is kids process and reprocess their emotions. So you as the grown-up have to be willing to not just take it in the moment. You have to be willing to take it later, too, because they may get exposed to some other scenario that re-triggers that memory of how you've wronged them. And it has to be okay for you to be with them through that and to continue to acknowledge, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't okay. Well, and... Because let's be honest, even adults do that. When we've been hurt, especially if it's a, in a big way, 
we might revisit that hurt from time to time and have to unpack it more. And this is something I've talked about with my kids too on their end, on the forgiveness end. That's a process too. That's not always a one-time event. I might go back through even the pain of my divorce, for instance, and have to kind of forgive again. And they may have to do that with something I've done. I know my daughter, one of my hugest boo-boos was after a talent show. She sang in it and she asked how it went. And I don't even remember exactly what I said, but she did not sing for years. And it was because of what I said. And thankfully, she told me and said that was pretty scarring for me. And it made her not audition for solos. And it was horrid. I mean, I just, I will say for me, so many of my parenting mistakes involve my big mouth and wishing I could take my foot out of it or just retract. You just, I just want to bring the words back in. Oh, can those just come back? Nope, they're already out. So I really hurt her with something I said about that performance. And she talked about it on and off for a long time. But I, what I'm remembering is I do that too. Sometimes I'll re-remember a hurt and I need to unpack that again and go through that process. And we had a really healing year because she just had a solo in her senior year Christmas concert. And I actually did ask her, I said, does this mean things are better? I mean, I was genuinely curious. And she said that comment will probably always sting a little, but she said, yes, I've healed from it and I'm not going to let it make me not sing because I love to sing. So that was really huge. But we have to also remember, I share that because it doesn't always go that way. And we have to know that there might be something that really impacts your child long term and that they don't someday kind of move past. And we're going to have to sit with that. There's this this quote that I came across that says, let's not have our children have childhoods they have to recover from. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I think though we all kind of cause a childhood that our kids have to recover from. None of us are going to do it perfect or without some misstep that's pretty significant. So what today is really about is about talking about when that happens, though, then how do we get ourselves on the level to say, you know, that really was wrong. And I'm going to do better and differently next time. And I can say with that one, especially once she made me aware, because she didn't in the moment, I think she was only in third or fourth grade. I didn't find out until later. But I really purposed in my own heart to not comment on things if it wasn't positive, or if my feedback wasn't invited. Mm -hmm. Because that was the other thing I remembered is that comment was kind of unsolicited whatever it was. And I was really careful about that from then on. So let your mistake make you better in the future. Use it to grow. Yeah. I mean, I think this is it. It's like, I think everyone wants to be the best parent they can be. Like, end of story. Any sort of healthy, normal human being wants Wants that. Wants that. That's why you're listening to this podcast, right, is to think about parenthood and what we can do to be the best parents we can be. The reality is we're all going to fall down. And so I think that when we fall down, sometimes that can be, and this is certainly what it was for my mom, when she fell down, it brought up all her junk, right? All her feelings, all her stuff. And and I'm the same when I fall down as a parent. All that comes up, all my personal stuff and the issues that I grapple with because everyone grapples with something. It comes to the foreground. Like I remember someone saying it's like you have children and they, they take all your stuff and they put it like right in front of your face. Like as if, if you held your hand right up to your nose, you'd be like, here's all my junk, right? And I think parenthood really does that. And and one of the times it's the largest is when we make a mistake. And so the 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 successful solution 
once you make the mistake, the best thing we can do is to recognize, oh, all my stuff's coming up, right? And this is what I would say to clients when I'm working with them is it's okay to have the self-awareness to go, oh, man, this situation's bringing up all my demons. I got to put my demons over here so that I'm not creating demons for my kid. And I'm going to process this with them. Then I'm going to go take some mommy time and pick up my demons and process those privately. But I think what happens is in the flurry of the moment, sometimes our demons gazump the the desire we have to parent well. And so we get so flustered by our own demons that we're diminishing what they experienced. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, don't give me a hard time. I'm only human. You know, or my mom's, I'm sorry, I'm only human, which did not was not an apology. Um, so does that make sense? Like yeah. the, that in those moments we have to we have to kind of recognize all of our stuff that might be inhibiting us from responding in the best possible way, put it to the side, and then allow ourselves an opportunity to pick that up at another time. But the key is you have to pick that up. And that's what you did is you then went away and went, okay, how do I need to be purposeful moving forward? You know, I have this big mouth, which is funny because I don't think of you that way at all. But my big mouth gets me in trouble. What what are the parameters I'm going to set in those situations so that it doesn't? Um, but that's not for you to do in that moment. That's nope. in the moment is I'm so sorry, acknowledging how they feel and really leaning into their feelings and letting them process it. And then you take that and go away and figure out where's my growth opportunity mm-hmm. here. And I do think it's OK, like you would said earlier, that you say next time I will whatever fill in the blank and I do think it's okay to let them know how you hope to improve but you're right if it brings up your own junk you have to deal with that separately and it does mean that someone's going to be uncomfortable and I've had to work hard to make sure that the someone is me so a great example of this and just honestly I have OCD like I actually have it a lot of people joke oh I'm so OCD about whatever it is I actually have it diagnosed full on and I notice that a lot of the times that I'll wrong my children it's around that I'm trying to calm my anxiety because I'm cleaning or whatever and I'm snipping at them well it means that in order to make that okay I'm going to be uncomfortable because I'm going to have my anxiety that the kitchen doesn't look the way I want or whatever, but it's worth it so that they're not all uncomfortable. If my OCD is leaking out onto my family, I'm the only one who feels better and they don't. So that's not okay. So just recognize that as a parent, sometimes you might have to just take the blow and be the one who's uncomfortable so that you can make things right with your people. Can I say a note about preventative maintenance? Okay, so we've talked about what to do diagnostically. So it's already happened. You've made a mistake. We've talked about, I think, some really key components there. A, you've got to recognize it first, even know. B, go ahead and go in with the apology, making sure to actually articulate what it is that you did wrong. Make sure you're making that right. You know, will you forgive me? All of that. And then that final step is how will you be different? And some of that, like Kira just said, might have to happen privately. But you might even be able to move to a level, and I have with older kids, so this might be something you can look forward to with older kids. You can move to a level of preventing some of your own mistakes by inviting constructive feedback periodically. So I will sometimes just ask my kids, how are things going with our relationship? What do you feel like I'm doing well as a mom? What do you wish was different? What are some areas I could grow? Let me tell you, it might be a little ouchy. Sometimes it is painful to hear, but then I'm not apologizing for it later. I got a chance to know and maybe make a course correction. So just an encouragement. I love that because, and there may be stuff going on that they're not verbalizing and you have no idea that you're in this pattern of whatever it is until you invite that 
constructive criticism, right? Right, and because then it's like, the situation. Oh, I had no idea I was doing that. Now, yes. I, now that I know, knowledge is power. Now that I know, I can do something about yeah, it. Yeah, because the situation that might involve it might not have come up recently or organically unless I had asked. So that's a really great thing. It's not always, of course, it's not universally applicable and is probably better with older ones, but I've found it to be really helpful. And even though there might be a sting, and there is often, but wow, then I can go, oh, that's something I can work on rather than having to apologize for it later because I didn't even know it was happening. It's really hard to correct a problem you don't know about. And so this invites your kids even to weigh in and say, and I always have them do both. I think that's important. Even in the way I speak to them, I always want to be positive as well. Here's what's going great. Here's an area where I think we could work on growing a little bit. They do the same. So I also get to hear things that are going well. And I think that softens it, but it it's couched in love. Okay. They love me. They love that I'm wanting a good relationship with them. And I think secretly they love that they can say, hey, mom, this isn't so great. I think it's great that you're setting up a situation where you're saying, I really care about our relationship and I want to check in and see how it's going. I, I think that's so, so cool. It's been super helpful. So I have a quote today. Ooh, let's hear quote. it. This is from my parents. This is what my parents used to say. My parents used to say, I did the best I could and the rest is between her and her therapist. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll leave you with that. You're going to make mistakes. We've certainly been honest about some of ours today. We're not perfect. You're not perfect. Your kids aren't going to be perfect. And the adults you raise are not going to be perfect. So the question really becomes, what are the issues that we want to give them? And what are we okay with them walking into adulthood with? And how do we mend and repair the issues we may have created unintentionally and accidentally? Exactly. Those mistakes are going to be there. It's how do we mitigate those, keep them to a minimum, and then address them when they do happen. So we're so thankful to all of you for listening. If you haven't yet signed up for our attribute of the month, we definitely encourage you to do that. It's super easy at our website, futurefocusedparenting.com slash shop. It's going to be the first thing there and it's free and it's going to give you a character trait that you can focus on for the month, learn a little bit more about, give you some resources and ways to model that. And we look forward to sharing those with you each month. So if you haven't done that yet, feel free to jump on it. It's totally free. And as always, if you have any questions, you can email us info at futurefocusedparenting.com. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded in my laundry room. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening. <laughs>